You have arrived at your destination. Hey guys, it's your resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones here for a very special solo episode. Uh, first off, I just want to give out a little uh, update on all the news that's out there today. I think that'll be uh, the first thing I do, and then we'll get right into our little uh, special message at the end uh, that I hope you guys enjoy. And uh, let's uh, let's get into it first of all here, guys. Let's run into the news here. So Mighty Mouse feature uh, is in development yet again at Paramount. A uh, new chapter. In the decades-long saga, uh, this is a reading from Cartoon Brew uh, from Carlos Aguirre, Aguirre. Uh, a new chapter in the decades-long saga to the Mighty Mouse feature, Off the Ground, uh, off the ground has begun. Uh, Paramount Animation has once again announced plans to produce a film based on the cartoon character originally created uh, by Isidore Izzy Klein. Uh, and Paul Terry from 1942. So, um, you know, they've they've been back and forth on this thing for a while now. Um, it was around uh, around the time of Space Jam 2 when they were talking about making this again. Uh, so it, it might be kind of in that regard of like, oh, maybe CGI plus real characters like that crappy Smurfs movie. I don't know why you would do that. Um, if you're going to do more things like that, just make it animated entirely. Uh, but Mighty Mouse is a very famous character uh, that's not really owned by any of the main sort of, uh, you know, Disney or Fox or, well, Disney now is owned by Fox. So it, it, it's one of those, like, uh, uh, interesting characters that's sort of, like, out on the side there. So uh, interestingly enough, but we might be getting a Mighty Mouse. Uh, it, it's a little weird to have it, honestly, because it's like I don't really know who has the... Uh, appreciation for Mighty Mouse ni nowadays because there hasn't really been anything since, oh lord, the Ralph Bakshi uh, 1990, 1990s cartoon, I think. I think that was the last time anything about Mighty Mouse was of worth was made. And I think there was a comic series that came out last year. And I think that was the first time anything was made for a long time. So uh, it's a weird one, but, you know, um, superheroes are big and Mighty Mouse is a superhero. So maybe we'll get something out of that. It's pretty cool. A uh, new trailer for Star Wars The Clone Wars, the next season that will be launching on the Disney uh, app. So, you know, we'll get the final 12 episodes of the series. Uh, I'm assuming it will finally lead up, finally lead up to where uh, the uh, opening of... Um, the opening of, uh, of uh, Revenge of the Sith was, which is how Gendy Tarnakovsky's run ended. It uh, ran up all the way through there, but of course it'll be different than that. That is now Legends. It's no longer canon, which is a shame because uh, the Tarnakovsky one is uh, vastly superior to the other version, but uh, I, I end up growing growing a liking to that version and uh, you know growing a liking to the characters involved. Uh, it should be pretty cool. Um, Ahsoka seems to be a main focus of these 12 episodes. Um, it shows some interesting, uh, it shows some interesting, uh, uh, settings in Coruscant, like a lower city that sort of, they kind of had that a little bit with, uh, with, um, the, the, the episode where Ahsoka actually left the order, uh, left the Jedi order, the finale of the original series before the Netflix, um, 
few episodes, uh, uh, six episode series. Um, so, but it, it's sort of like a downtrodden kind of like, oh, the Jedi started this war kind of thing. You know, like people aren't really very trusting of the Jedi. You know, stuff that probably the prequels could have used a little bit of uh, to to justify the 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 takeover of the Emperor in such a such a uh, ham fisted fashion. But uh, you know, but it it the trailer looks really good. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I am. I'm pretty pretty stoked for some more Clone Wars uh, animated action. It's it's really quite good, and uh, I look forward to it. So there we go. Uh, Promare uh, once again between Pro- actually it's interesting because between Promare and Fire Force, that's two very big uh, anime coming out this year that uh, focuses around firefighting, which is very bizarre. It's like the new knights, the new ninjas, the new. Uh, the, the new wizards is firefighters for some reason this year, and I think that's kind of cool. But uh, uh, in the Trigger series, uh, Promare, uh, you've got uh, this Matoi, this Kamina-looking dude uh, fighting uh, fire mechs or fighting fires inside a giant mech, uh, which is interesting. But uh, you know, it's all in a very cool, stylistic Trigger way. Lots of lots of pastel colors and sharp edges everywhere. Uh, and cool mech battles, and I'm totally down with that. Um, very sharp edges, very cool look. Uh, haven't really seen a look like this before. Uh, the flames are all like blue and green and pink, and uh, it really looks interesting. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, Fire Force being the other one, where that is from the creator of Soul Eater. Uh, which is pretty cool, but this is kind of about like spontaneous human combustion to where people turn into kind of like fire demons. Um, and uh, these are these uh, the firefighters that do that fight that are sort of they're firefighters, but they're also exorcists in a way. So uh, they've got like uh, sort of you have your, your your Buddhist exorcist, you have your your uh, cross bearing your Christian cross bearing exorcists, stuff like that. It looks pretty cool. Um, uh, I'm I'm super down for it, and I really enjoyed uh, Soul Eater uh, for a while there. So it, it'll be interesting to see it. It has great character design, absolutely cool stuff. Um, you know, everybody kind of has that samey look to them, like they all belong in the same uh, vein. They all look like they should be on the same team. Sort of like wrestling tag teams. I've got, is kind of how I I feel it. I feel about it because they all kind of have unique looks, but they all look like they're part of the same team. It's very very cool in that way. So. I'm uh, I'm excited for that one as well, and should be pretty cool. Um, let's see other anime news. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins anime gets a uh, fall TV show uh, to head towards the climax, and it's a new studio that's taking it over. So uh, Studio Dean uh, announced that it'll be producing the new television anime series. Um, so uh, Seven Deadly Sins getting a new team, and it'll go uh, towards the finale of of the manga, so we've had the two seasons now for, I forget the original uh, studio that was doing it, but uh, yeah, so we should be getting that sometime in the next year, I think, uh, and we'll be finishing off Seven Deadly Sins, so that's cool, I really dig Seven Deadly Sins, I think it's great, um, if you haven't watched it yet, definitely give it a shot, um, it, it's it's a very shonen type manga, but uh, what I really like about it is, um, uh, what I really like about it is it's, 
it's very um, it sort of simplifies a lot of those plot lines a lot of the a lot of the, the draggy kind of things that happen in in other anime it sort of condenses them down a little bit so that's pretty cool if you ask me so uh, but that I think is it guys when it comes to news if there was anything new that came up let me check real quick ah yes there was one other bit of anime news here uh, full metal Alchemist Brotherhood director reveals new Netflix anime project so the director from uh, full metal Alchemist uh, uh, has a new project entitled Eden e d e n big giant capital letters all the way through. They'll be premiering in 2020 on uh, Netflix, and he has a poster for it. It's got a little kid with two uh, Portal-looking robots. They kind of look like uh, Peabody and Atlas from uh, Portal a little bit. Not exactly like them, but it kind of kind of has a little bit of that vibe. They're a little cleaner than that. And a giant shadowy cube that they're looking at um, that's kind of mirroring, mirroring things back at them. I'm not really sure what that's about, but... Uh, looks very interesting, um, and anything from the director of Full Metal, I'm totally down with. So we'll see that in sometime in 2020. So be sure to be uh, ready for that, because I'll probably be doing an episode on it, because that's something that I'm probably going to want to celebrate. And this is an animation celebration podcast, as I always say. Um, but yeah, so that should do it, guys, for all the news for today. Uh, that's going to lead us into our very special message at the end of this. Uh, so right after this, uh, message, uh, go ahead and check that out. And, uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll be back next week with either Carmen Sandiego or animated music videos. One of the two. And, uh, we will see you guys later. Hello, friends. John the Collector Myers here, asking if you like collectibles but hate not knowing what you're going to get. Then take some time to turn to breaking the seal. We have everything from pops to top-of-the-line artwork statues and bring them right to your screens. You can find us on Facebook, the DNN YouTube page, and, as always, DestinationComics.com slash DNN. And always remember, friends, break that seal. Katsuhiko Kato, known more commonly by his pen name, Monkey Punch, was a Japanese manga artist best remembered as the creator of Lupin III, who debuted in Weekly Manga Action Magazine on August 10, 1967. He would go on to be the inspiration for several anime series, major motion pictures, and more TV specials than most manga properties. The inspiration for Kato's art style comes from an American comic artist and caricaturist, Mort Drucker, creator of the famous Mad Magazine mascot, Alfred E. Newman, and constant contributor of the magazine. Kato remembers reading Mad Magazine fondly and found the cartoonish parodies to be particularly imprinted on his own style. Because of this more American art style, manga editors wanted to play up the idea that his work was distinguishable from the normal Japanese influence in the manga industry at the time. So they wanted to give Kato a pen name to publish his work that could keep his origin a mystery. After one meeting, they gave him the name Monkey Punch, a name Kato wasn't particularly fond of, but relented and adopted anyway. Under the name Monkey Punch, Kato, 
and Manga Action Magazine, published Lupin III. From Kato's own words, Lupin's characteristics were an attempt to have a hero who wasn't necessarily a good person, but embodied the idea of nonconformity, a free spirit in every sense of the word. This would lead to a lot of levity, fun times, action, and cartoonish style that would become common in the Lupin landscape. Fleshing out from there, Kato had more characters that were fleshed into the manga along with Lupin. Fujiko Mine was the embodiment of all Bond girls. The original idea for Lupin's love life was to have a new girl every weekly issue and maintain a Girl of the Week vibe, but that was too difficult to keep up with in the early planning stages. So he settled on Fujiko instead, an absolute femme fatale, sexy, mysterious, and just a little bit dangerous, making a perfect love interest for someone as free-spirited as Lupin himself. An aspect of the Girl of the Week idea is mirrored in the Loop on the Third movies and TV specials, with a main female protagonist being central in the adventure of each movie. Another character that joined the roster was Goemon Ishikawa. He was brought in to bring a more Japanese appeal to the manga's crew. Everyone behaved very internationally, and not very Japanese, so Kato wanted to balance that out by having a very prototypical Japanese male lead on the team. Kato decided that Goemon would be your traditional Japanese samurai that could cut through anything. Just the opposite of that was Daisuke Jigen. He was inspired by Kato's love of American westerns and was to be a very typical manly American hero in the model of a modern gunslinger. Jigen's mannerisms were sculpted mainly from James Coburn's performance as Brit in The Magnificent Seven, a favorite of Kato's for a long time. Rounding out the quintet, Inspector Zenigata was fashioned to be a government worker in every sense of the word. He's a salary man with a high sense of duty to his job. He is in every way the opposite of the unconventional and independent mindset of Lupin III. This was, the deliberate, this was the deliberate idea behind Zenigata's creation. He is the order to Lupin's chaos and the perfect foil for his adventures. Kato has cited Tom and Jerry as an inspiration behind drawing the scenes involving Zenigata chasing Lupin. He cites the humor as the main drive for the action scenes involving Lupin's escapes, which can be seen clearly with the absurd links both characters go when playing cat and mouse. The five main characters were always depicted as separate people with different goals, diverging and intersecting with each other from time to time. It was rare that the five characters were in the same stories in the manga, but with the anime adaptation, the characters were more or less placed on a team together, with Zenigata exclusively chasing them. This was due to the limited time frame television allows to tell stories, as well as the drive to include the fan-favorite characters in each episode. The quintet of characters would go on to be one of the longest-running and recognizable franchises in Japan, and a personal favorite group of characters for your humble host. On April 11, 2019, Monkey Punch, Kazuhiko Kato, passed away in a bout with pneumonia. He was 81 years old. His creation of Lupin III and his gang 
came from the roots of entertainment, of laughter, of parody. Much in the same way Stan Lee famously created Spider-Man, Kata was asked what type of character he would like to create for his own manga. Thus, he created Lupin. He is a creator that exemplifies his creation. He wanted to have fun, and he wanted the readers to have fun reading his work. In a 2003 interview for a DVD special of the Lupin the Third movie, Dead or Alive, Kazuhiko Kato closed by saying this, It's been quite some time since I created Lupin. I don't know what form it will take in the future. I really don't know what the future holds. But in any case, when watching Lupin the Third, if you can forget your cares and simply enjoy the story, that would make me, as the creator, extremely satisfied. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. D-N-N.